Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On today's podcast, it is just me. As a reminder, on Thursdays, it is me talking about something that's trending in the fitness or health or medical industry, sometimes in the business industry. And on Mondays are the interview podcasts. Those are closer to 45 minutes long. The Thursday episodes are closer to 5 to 15 minutes long. They're just quick shorts. And on the Monday episodes, I interview an expert in fitness and health or the medical or business realm to give us actionable insights on how to either help us personally with our health or our wealth or help our clients with their health and wealth. Now, I... I'm always taking on new people. So if you know somebody who wants to be on, if you yourself want to be on social at trulyfit.app, you can recommend a name, you can reach out. I also have t-shirts from time to time and books, copies of my fitness business 101 with the certifications don't teach you. So if you're interested in that, just reach out to me, social trulyfit.app. If I have any at the moment, I will always send them out to you. Uh, today, I'm going to start talking a little bit about something that's trending in the health and fitness industries. And this sort of, we've talked about this before, the social media and mental health landscape and realm. And that is the difference between a fitness influencer and a fitness and health professional. I am a fitness and health professional. My goal is to help my clients. My goal is to get better and and educate myself, get more continuing education credits, learn about the industry and businesses, network with other fitness professionals. My goal is not to grow my social media accounts, okay? My goal is not to be naked online so that I get a lot of likes. Fitness influencers, that's what they do. They are glorified OnlyFans uh, putting their content out on Instagram. Now, I have no problem with that, right? I'm not a prude. I'm not trying to uh, put my moralistic values onto anybody here, and I'm not necessarily judging. I'm just calling a spade a spade. It is what it is. If you're a fitness influencer, people are liking your content. Chances are because you're naked, because you have your shirt off all the time, right? And if you're someone who doesn't have that and you're getting a lot of uh, likes and follows, well, it's because you're probably providing good information, but you can't separate the two. <laughs> If you're naked in all of your pictures or half naked in all of your pictures and you're getting a lot of likes, you can't assume that it's because of your information. Chances are it's because people are thirsty and you kind of know that deep inside. And that's why you're not going to put a bunch of information out with you in a sweatshirt or maybe with your face not even there. You know that people are liking your content because you're half naked. Now, what I will advise people to be concerned with is as a young boy, okay, the the two most integral areas of your informative years in adolescence are the lunch table and the locker room because that's where you and the boys start to really nudge at each other. And it's a a part of growing up as a a young boy is to kind of test each other's uh, wills and to test each other from a psychological and a physiological perspective, right? Boys play both physically and mentally. And they poke. They poke each other all the time verbally and they want to get into your head. Now, sometimes it's, it goes over overboard and, and then you get into a fight and then you kind of see what's going on. And that's how you have that feeling out process of adolescence. But the locker room and the lunch table, there is a lot of SHIT talking. And I could only imagine as a young boy, if there were thousands of pictures of my mother half naked all over the internet, what sort of psychological trauma that would have done to me? <laughs> That would the, the boys would never, ever, ever, ever let the other friends live that down. So to just keep keep that in your head, if you're a female who's po- posting pictures of yourself all over the internet half naked and you have a son, your son is going to is going to face repercussions in the locker room and at the lunch table, which are very important for the informative years of boys poking and prodding at each other. You're giving them absolute uh, unlimited ammo 
to uh, basically pick at your son nonstop. Now, as far as a girl's concerned, I can't speak to that. I wasn't a little girl. I don't know how uh, your father or your mother with you know, half naked all over the internet would, would affect you. But I can tell you as a boy, that would be absolutely traumatic. So I think we need to think about if you're going to have kids and this is, this is the route you're going, you know, what's on the internet is there for life. People can, people can take that at all times. Now, I'm not telling people to not be proud of their bodies and show off their bodies. And obviously, that's a part of your marketing tool saying, hey, look what I can do to myself. I can help you get there. But there's a difference between showing off your, your, your muscular tone and your vascularity here and there and showing what hard work can do, people want to get to. I'm all for the positive vanity here. As opposed to every single picture online being you half naked. There's a big difference there. So I just want to separate the fitness influencers from the fitness and health professionals and experts like myself. We are not the same people. I'm not a fitness influencer. I'm a fitness and health expert professional. I have knowledge that I can pass on to my clients without being naked. Now, also speaking to this sort of staying on this topic is, I don't know why people aren't so enraged about this, but people like Chris Hemsworth, what a douche. This guy starts this fitness program called Center, C-E-N-T-R, right? He's giving out fitness and health information, no credentials, has never trained in his life, has never run a group fitness class in his life, knows nothing about health and fitness outside of taking a bunch of steroids and having, you know, Hollywood nutritionists and trainers getting him ready for movies. And now he wants to swoop in and guess what? Take money out of your pocket. Yes, if you're a fitness and health professional, Chris Hemsworth is taking money out of your pocket. It is a zero-sum game. There's only so much money that floats around. So... This guy, who's already a millionaire and has a different job, wants to swoop into our industry and pretend he knows what he's talking about. He is essentially equivalent to the ab roller, right? He's, he doesn't work and he's only in this for money. He's just trying to make a quick buck and he's trying to do it at the you know, behest of our, our dollar. So screw people like Chris Hemsworth and these celebrities who want to enter into the fitness and health realm and pretend that being a fitness and health expert is just as easy as putting out some videos online and after taking a bunch of steroids and telling everyone else what to do. He doesn't know what he's doing. He has no credentials. He has no experience. And, and again, I'm as libertarian as can be when you want to start businesses, right? You want to just do whatever it is you want. But that doesn't mean that we can't poke and prod at you and tell you that, you, that you're not allowed to do this and critique you. And I would love, I would love to get him... <laughs> in a room and talk to him about health and fitness and poke and prod because because you know that he wouldn't have any answers as to really how to help people. He's making videos just for a dollar and he's taking money out of your pockets and he's not helping people. That's the worst part about this, right? You're, he doesn't have the information and knowledge to help people. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So I think, you know, with all the craze now of um, boycotts, boycott Bud Light, boycott Target, all these different things, let's boycott Chris Hemsworth. I'm not going to watch any of his movies. Tell him to stop taking steroids and telling people that he knows what's going on. He has no idea how to train. He has no idea about the body. He only knows his body. Just because you know your body does not mean you're a fitness and health expert. In fact, it, it, it can make you a terrible fitness and health expert because then you assume that what works for you works for everybody else. And that is not the case. All our bodies are different. We train people differently based on gender, based on age, based on goals, based on health history, based on the physical activity readiness questionnaire. There's so many variables that go into it. Just because you yourself know how to get strong doesn't mean that you can help others get strong. So screw Chris Hemsworth. That's the second part of this. 
And then uh, third here, I had a bunch of listener questions right in about, Steve, what are, what are some of your favorite things in, in health and fitness, right? What are your favorite uh, fitness toys? What's your favorite protein bars? What's your favorite drinks and things of this nature? So I'll just, I'll go over this quickly. First concerning drinks, I know that's something my clients ask me all the time. Like, hey, I'm, I, you know, I drink a lot of water, but I'm sick of water sometimes. What else do I drink? Well, you could drink kombucha. That's what I drink. It's a healthy uh, probiotic tea. That is uh, fermented, and you can you can make it yourself. You can go to the farmer's market and get it. But otherwise, uh, it's, it's just really four ingredients, right? It's black or green tea. It is some form of uh, sugar that helps the fermentation process. It could be turbinado. It could be you know regular you know, uh, cane sugar, whatever. Um, and water, obviously. And if you buy it from the store, they're a little bit expensive. A somewhere between the 250 and 450 mark, depending upon what brand you're buying. Uh, it's slightly carbonated. It's absolutely delicious. There is a little bit of alcohol in it, but such a little amount that it doesn't register. You can buy it if you're under the age of 21, but I wouldn't drink it. And I don't think it's recommended, let's say, if you're pregnant. Um, it is somewhere between you know, three or four grams of sugar, all the way up to maybe 24 grams of sugar. So you have to look at the back of that based upon your diet and your goals. If you don't want, obviously, a heavy caloric drink or, you know, heavy sugar drink, you're going to want to take the ones that have a little bit less sugar on them. GT is a brand that I really like and that I trust. Uh, I would, obviously, if you have any digestive issues, if you're pregnant, you know, uh, talk to your physician before drinking the kombuchas. But otherwise, you, you should be fine. And I think they're a delicious drink, an alternative to just drinking water. And, and someone like me who drinks really fast, you can't drink these really fast. Just the carbonation, it just feels heavy in a good way. So I can, you know, I can drink one all night instead of drink one in three seconds. Now, uh, the carbonated waters, speaking of carbonation, are, are all a rage. And I will tell you that now I don't drink most carbonated waters. Spindrift is the only one I drink, and I'll explain. I had my sister on the podcast, and she is actually coming back on the podcast next week, I believe. And she, uh, she's a you know a licensed dietitian nutritionist, and she was telling me that basically natural flavors is a term. It's a suitcase term. There's like 200 different natural flavors that can be considered you know in the natural flavors category, and a lot of them are not good for you at all. So when you look at the back of a can of Lacroix, it's carbonated water and natural flavors. Well, which natural flavors? You're not telling me which ones. Is it the ones that are uh, giving me cancer, or is it the ones that are a little bit safer? I don't know. Uh, because they're so cheap and because a lot of LaCroix tastes like hairspray, I'm going to assume that it's the bad natural flavor. So I don't drink that. What I drink is Spindrift. So all that's in Spindrift is carbonated water and like fruit juice and fruit puree, basically. So if you look at the back of like the orange mango one, it'll be like a little bit of orange juice and a little bit of puree of mangoes and then carbonated water. That's it. None of those fake natural flavors. Now, because of that, it has some caloric value to it. So it's not zero calories like the LaCroix and a lot of the other ones because it doesn't have that fake nonsense and it has a little bit of that juice and puree, which gives it anywhere from four calories to about 14 calories. Now, if you're not willing to have four to 14 calories in a good drink, then you have other problems. You need to go see a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist um, because everybody should enjoy a beverage that's healthy for them from four to 14 calories and not have to worry about it. It's absolutely ridiculous if you're worried about that. So um, Spindrift, I really recommend. It's clean. They have every single flavor possible. You don't have to worry about the nonsense that's quote-unquote natural flavors that aren't really natural, that we have no idea which ones that are in these cans from the other companies. As far as protein bars are concerned, uh, you know, I I, I think that's a, such a loaded topic. I could probably have a whole podcast on it. But basically, you know, what what even constitutes a protein bar? If it has 8 grams of protein, is it a protein bar? What about 12? 
Does it need 20? So I think that's that that's a whole nother conversation onto itself. But for, for the sake of this conversation, I'll, I'll just tell you what I eat as a sort of a snack. I eat something called the Power Crunch Bars. They're about uh, 12 grams of all the macronutrients, 12 grams of fat, 12 grams of carbohydrates, and 12 grams of protein. They taste like a wafer. If you ever had a wafer as a kid, like a vanilla wafer um, or like a, like a chocolate wafer, that's what it tastes like. And I think they're delicious. I probably eat maybe one a day, one every other day. And yeah, it's not super high in protein, but I'm, I'm not in a, a place where I need the high protein bars. Now, if you're looking for something that's a little bit higher in protein bars, people love the Quest bars. They're high in fiber and they're low calorically overall, and they have a bunch of different flavors. The problem with the Quest Bars for me is they have a lot of sugar alcohols in them and a lot of fiber. And those sugar alcohols maybe either combine with the fiber or just solo exclusively mess with my stomach. My digestive system just doesn't take to it as well. Now, the protein bars that I eat, the Power Crunch Bars, have uh, whey protein in them, which agrees with my stomach. It may not agree with everyone else's, uh, but I've been having whey protein for, you know, I don't know, the last uh, 15 years of my life. So it, it doesn't do anything to me. Go macro bars are great. They're about $3 a bar. They're a little expensive, but they're made from almond butter. Very clean. And I do recommend go macro bars. But again, that's they're not high in protein. These are like 12 to 15 grams of protein. These are not 20 plus grams of protein bars. When you're looking at protein bars in general, we'll have a whole I'll podcast on this at some point down the road. You got to look at the ingredients. There's a lot of ingredients you can't pronounce on there. There's a lot of ingredients. Some of them are filled. Some of them are supposed to be more high calorie, almost meal replacement bars. They're going to have a lot of vitamins in it, which is good, but they're also high in calories and they typically will have higher sugars like the metrics bars. So, you know, your protein bar should be commiserate with your goals. What, what are you what are you in? Don't don't be having obviously a, a protein bar filled with sugar if you're on a keto diet. Don't be having a protein bar that's 450 calories if you need to be in a caloric deficit. You have to look at these things when you're looking at your protein bars. And then finally, desserts. Uh, for desserts, sort of a healthier version. At night, if I'm craving a little bit of sugar, I'll have a Yasso bar. Yasso bars are, you can find them in any freezer section of any store. They are Greek yogurt bars. They're delicious. They have every flavor possible. Uh, I prefer the Yasso bars over some of the other brands that are similar, like Halo. Halo has a lot of fake sugars in it or like a lot of Splenda and things of that nature. Actually, the podcast I'm doing with my sister that's coming out next Monday is all about sweeteners, but the sweeteners sometimes affect my stomach. So the Yasso bars don't have as much of that sweetener stuff in it. It's really just Greek yogurt. And so they're a little bit easier on my stomach. They have every flavor possible. They're usually somewhere in the ballpark of 100, 120 calories. They could be as low as 80, as high as 180, depending upon the Yasso bar. Uh, mint chocolate chip is my favorite. And then sometimes I'll just have a protein shake and I'll put a scoop scoop and a half of whey protein. So anywhere from 24 to about 32 grams of protein. And then I'll get frozen fruit. So when I have my fruit in my refrigerator, right before it's about to go bad, I throw it into like a big Tupperware and I put it in my freezer. So I always have frozen fruit. So I'll dump a bunch of frozen fruit into a cup. I'll put some water in there and then I'll put some protein in there. I'll spin it up my Ninja and I make sure that the consistency and the texture is somewhat close to like ice cream. So the less water you put in, the more fruit you put in, the more you can get that to be uh, ice cream type texture. And, and that'll be my, my nighttime dessert. So those are some of my favorites. Uh, when talking about uh, healthy drinks and, and protein bars and desserts. And this has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Next Monday will be an episode on sweeteners with my sister Rebecca Washuto, who's a licensed dietitian nutritionist. See you guys Monday. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform. And feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.